Good morning. And welcome to worship at First United Methodist Church. What a blessing it is to see you here this morning. And also to know that there are many of you who are worshiping with us online. If you could take a moment and register your attendance in the pew pad or comment online, you can put the attendance registration and offering plate later in the service. Just a few ways you can connect with us at Gadsden First United Methodist Church. The United Women of Faith will have a luncheon tomorrow with the mayor as a guest speaker. Uh, if you would like more information or like to make a reservation for lunch, you can see Dolores Adney in the back. She would be glad to help you with that. Also, the children are doing a rake and run this afternoon. And Miss um, Catherine is looking for donations for uh, the upcoming fall festival. You can place your candy donations in a table in the Chestnut Lobby. Safe Sanctuary training today, immediately after worship. Uh, that way you could be trained to work in our student ministry. And, um, uh-oh, there was one other announcement I was supposed to make. Bell ringers. Monica is looking for, uh, continues to look for bell ringers. Um, she calls them ding So if you'd like more information, you can see Monica after worship. Raise your hand, Monica. Thank you. Um, after the opening prayer, Harriet Murray is going to come and give a word about generosity. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this day and your many blessings, for we are truly blessed. And one of the blessings is to be able to come to worship today freely and bask in your presence. And we just pray in this time of worship that you would fill us with the Holy Spirit and renew us with your love. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Harriet.
together. So the Apostles' Creed can be found on the screen or in your worship bulletin. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitted at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. may be seated. And now as we move to worshiping God with our morning offering, let us pray blessings upon the gifts that we give. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the bounty of your blessings and the gifts you bestow upon us every day. And I thank you for these gifts that are given in, to you. We pray, God, that you would multiply them and guide us in their use for your glory and for the coming of your kingdom. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Amen. You may be seated. This morning, as we move to our time of congregational prayer, a special prayer request, Carmen McKibben, who's been leading in our youth department, his father died in a tragic accident on Friday. Please keep that family in your thoughts and prayers. Also, as we go to our time of worship, I know my heart is heavy for the situation in Israel. We lift that nation up in our prayers. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, hear our prayers. We come with heaviness on our heart for those in our lives who are struggling, maybe ourselves, for those who are sick and mourning, who need a provision of your grace, God. We just lift them up to you for your healing and presence today. And there are many situations around us in our schools and workplace, in this community, in our nation, at world, in our world that need your grace as well. Be there, be present, be among those needs. And be with us, God, as we seek to follow you faithfully every day. We know that we always don't get it right, but we pray for your grace and forgiveness. And we pray that you would help us as we journey in discipleship. Guide us, forgive us, lead us to be more like Jesus. For it is in his name we pray the prayer that he taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not to temptation. Deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Children, you are dismissed to Children's Church.
So there's several ways that I've been led to step up in our church. One is something you can do uh, immediately. You can help out in the back in the sound booth and work on uh, the video live stream and uh, the audio and the power presentation. That's a way to step up and uh, that I've been able to help with our church. The other thing I've been able to do that I'm excited about, sort of a, a new adventure for me, is working on this new Sunday school class. We've got a new Sunday school class for folks uh, for uh, folks who haven't had a way to plug in before. So we're working together to, uh, to step up and lead that team um, to provide that new class. For many years, I've been a volunteer within the children's ministry department. I've helped with Sunday school, vacation Bible school, many events throughout the school year. More recently, I accepted the position as the director of children's ministry in the fall of 2020. This has helped me grow in my faith, um, become closer to God in my spirituality, and it's been an amazing adventure to be on. So with this free time, I realized that I would like to devote more time, well, for, for my husband and I both, to devote more time and become more involved in the church. Once I did, um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Got to, I got to know a lot more people, uh, the workings of the church, and it, it was wonderful. Um, I have been involved with the soup kitchen. So it's, it's been several years. Uh, I've gained a lot of knowledge through this and love meeting the people and working with everyone here. I've also gotten involved with several of the mission projects. One has been at, uh, at Stripland Elementary School, and we do a lot with um, AB honor roll events, providing, you know, a cheering group, refreshments for the kids. Uh, we do teacher appreciation days. They seem to really enjoy it. And I think it's so important for our church to be an active part of the community of Gadsden. And since Stripling is so close, it's just, it's just been wonderful meeting the teachers, uh, the students. Um, love to watch the, the look on the students' faces when they walk in and they see us with, um, you know, cheering them on with flags and different things. And sometimes the band from the high school or the middle school will come and play. For me, I have the honor and pleasure of being the director of the Early Learning Center. And through this uh, role here at the church, I get the pleasure and the honor of showing off our beautiful um, facilities and working with our young moms in the community and showing them that all that we have to offer. Most recently, I have been led to come back and work in the children's ministry on Wednesday nights under Catherine Barnes' direction. And I currently have the pleasure of working with our first through third graders, and they are a lot of fun and have lots of energy to share. For me, it's been involvement with the technology team for the last several years. I'm the person behind the scenes that uh, collects information from the various worship leaders and gets the song lyrics on the screens for the services, gets slides on the screens for the services, and brings all that information together to have a, a complete 
worship service for both the celebration service and the tradition service. And that's also how we're able to broadcast our services out to folks that can't get to church on Sunday mornings. To help Catherine Moore with the children's program. And by doing that, this year, I volunteered to help with this new Sunday school class. And I was so very blessed to be able to do the first new Sunday school class. And I got to meet two lovely new members, Lydia and Nora Horton. And in doing that, I also got to meet their mother and talk to her for a little while, Molly. And after we taught the class, I also got to meet Judy. So I got blessed four times by being just a volunteer that Sunday, by getting to meet some new members, and it was just a wonderful experience. Just go ahead and let Catherine know what Sunday works for you, and as she plans the next semester schedule, I'm sure she could find a place for you, because it will, I'm sure it will bless you as much as it blessed me. The second way I have been led to step up is with uh, the Soup Kitchen Friday, our ladle of love. And our little band of brothers came together at a time when uh, one of the four Sundays um, team couldn't work together anymore. And we have just gotten to know each other. We have had the best time. And of course, feeding people who might not get fed that day is just such a wonderful thing that our church does. And if, again, I told myself when we first decided to make this commitment that, you know, the reason we weren't doing it was we traveled too much. It was too much of a commitment. I don't cook. I mean, all of those excuses, um, God still nudged me forward, and it has been such a wonderful year and a half that my team has worked together. And I'm sure you would also have a wonderful time, too, volunteering with the soup kitchen. Those are some of your fellow folks from First United Methodist Church who have stepped up in ministry. And thanks to, to them and to you for all you do in ministry to make worship happen and make worship, uh, make activities throughout the week happen. So we're in the second week of our Generosity Emphasis New Beginnings. We're spending a month looking at the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. I encourage you to spend your own time outside of worship reading that chapter and studying that chapter. I'm sure you will be enriched as we move through this series together. If you weren't here last week, we looked at God's promise of, of hope. For Isaiah had been giving a message of judgment. The people had turned their back on the Lord and were reaping the consequences of that and Isaiah gave a word of judgment and now he gives a word of hope yes there might be consequences for their actions but God has not forsaken his people God will lead them back and in him they can always find hope today we move to the great adventure God promised restoration and redemption to his people to call them back and God was with them. He was with them in the adventure. 
Remember your prayer cards, which you can find in your pew on either end at the offering envelope places. Hold those in your prayers and your hearts. You're invited to respond and place that response either on the communion rail or the interactive prayer station in the Chestnut Street lobby as you leave worship today. For our scripture, we'll be looking at the 43rd chapter of Isaiah, verses 4 through 7, and then verse 19. Isaiah 43, 4 through 7, and then verse 19. Hear the good news. Because you are precious in my sight and honored and I love you, I will give people in return for you, nations in exchange for your life. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give them up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from far away and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. And then verse 19. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. God, thank you for your presence with us every day as we journey with you in faith. And as we journey with you in the scripture reading for today, Lord, I pray that the meditations of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing and acceptable unto you, O Lord our rock, and our redeemer. Amen. In the past month, I started following Molly Carlson on social media. You likely have never heard of her. I had not till I stumbled across her Instagram page. Molly is famous because she is a world champion platform, cliff, and bridge diver. She is a Canadian Olympic champion when it comes to platform diving. That means Molly climbs 20 meters in the air and jumps far to the water below. That's 65 feet, y'all. And if you look at her videos, it is breathtaking to watch her leap. It's amazing. It gives me adrenaline rush to see her stand at that platform and just let go and dive to the water beneath. I cannot imagine. Watching her videos makes me think about my own life and those moments of adrenaline rush. When do, do I have adrenaline rushes in my life? Now, I must admit, I lead a pretty safe life. I'm not in danger very much in situations where I fear. Granted, my profession did lead me to America's top phobia, which is public speaking, but that doesn't bother me. I'm not afraid of you guys, okay? I, I can speak in front of you. For my adrenaline rushes, it's more about areas of trust. I want assurance. I want the safety net. I want to know the water's going to be deep enough when I dive. My problem is that faith is defined in the book of Hebrews as the assurance of things hoped for and the convictions of things not seen. 
That means often when I step forward in faith, when we step forward in faith, we have to move into the unknown. We have to leap. And often it is uncomfortable and it can be a great adrenaline rush. Often it can be a great adventure. In the scripture reading for today, God offers peace of his presence with the Israelites. He offers assurance. The passage speaks about their return to God's promised land. God makes it clear because they are precious and honored in his sight that he will be with them. He said, do not be afraid. I am with you. His children are his priority. They need not fear. God is present. God is about to do a new thing, and he will be with them on this great adventure. Even though Isaiah declared this promise from God, I imagine it was still terrifying, an adrenaline rush to return. Now, when we think about going home or returning, we often think of something comfortable, something easy. But this was not easy. This was an unknown land, a hostile land. Have you read Ezra and Nehemiah? As they were rebuilding and going back to the promised land, they faced adversaries. As they were trying to rebuild the wall, they had to post guards to protect them and protect their work. This was not going to be an easy task, but God promised his presence with them. God offered them an assurance as they leaped into the unknown. It's never easy to take that first step and leap. Maybe that's why the Bible continues to give story after story of people who took that step of faith into the unknown. I imagine it was a leap as Noah built that big boat or Abraham as he was called to a new land at an advanced age. Or I think about Moses as he led the people to the promised land, or Joshua as he conquered the promised land, or Hannah as she left her beloved promised child with Eli. That must have been terrifying. Or what about David when he faced Goliath? Or Elijah as he faced down Ahab and Jezebel? What about Peter? when he walked on water, or the women as they went to the tomb that first Easter morning not knowing what they would find and being scared for their lives, or the disciples as they went forward in faith to tell others about the risen Christ. Those were big leaps, and I'm sure they had an adrenaline rush as they went forward for the Lord. But we can think of our own examples from this community and this church. I think about General Turrentine and Lucy as they moved their family to a new place, a new city, and they decided this new city needed a Sunday school, so they started a Sunday school. And from that group, the Methodists gathered and decided they would begin a church. Eventually, they took a step of faith and decided it was time for a preacher, so they hired a preacher. And then they built a building. 
And then there were more moves of faith and faithfulness across that 180 years. And during that time, there was unknown moments, moments of difficulty, moments of dissension within the church. There were wars, there were depressions, there were financial hardships, there were building campaigns. There, there was a lot of, of difficulties that they faced. But also there was a lot of good baptisms, professions of faith, mission outreaches to the city, and people who had the opportunity to know Jesus. And perhaps you can think of examples in your own life where you had to leap in faith. I know I have. I grew up in the church, and Bible studies and service, that's always been a part of my life. So it wasn't so much of a leap of faith. But there have been times it felt like an adrenaline rush to move forward with the Lord. Tithing, that was a step of faith for me and uh, for my husband and for me. Fasting has always been a leap of faith. And also, it's a leap of faith for me to, to share my personal testimony one-on-one. -on -one. I can stand in front of a group of 500 people and preach, but when it comes to that one-on-one -on -one story of telling people about Jesus, I get nervous. And I think that's where God is leading me in this next year, to step up my personal testimony and my witness in people's lives. God is continuing to call us on an adventure, to journey with him in faith, putting the fear behind us and growing with the Lord. Now back to that definition of faith from Hebrews. Faith is the confidence of what we hope for and the assurance of things we do not see. That definition means we hope and we trust. And sometimes we don't know how deep the water is and we don't know what the next step will be. When Molly Carlson gets to the end of that platform, she leaps. She doesn't look down, she looks ahead and she trusts her training. When we get to that next step in our journey of faith, sometimes we just have to put one foot in front of the other and trust that God is with us and God is inviting us to more. Now, this sounds like a, a personal kind of message, and it is. We all are called to step up for the Lord, but it's also a message to the church God not only invites us personally to more, but God invites his church to more too. You may look around and you may see people that aren't here anymore after this church voted to remain United Methodist. Or you may see people who have died and are not well and not able to attend church. You might miss them and wonder what's ahead. Or you may look around and, and notice that the landscape's changed in, in the world. Statistics will say that people are moving away from the church and church attendance is less and people are not involved with church like they used to and you wonder what that means for the future. Or you may wonder what's ahead for the denomination with General Conference 2024, who knows? 
But there's sometimes we just have to put one foot in front of the other and move forward in faith. We can't hunker down. We can't lock ourselves behind closed doors. Because that's what the disciples did. The disciples, you can read about their story in John 20, locked the doors and hid. They were afraid that the religious leaders might kill them, and they were terrified. So they got together in their fear. And what did Jesus do? He showed up. He showed up behind the closed doors, and he offered them his spirit and said, Peace be with you. And he's breathed his spirit upon them, and he sent them out to be the church and to share the message. That's why we can't hunker down, because we have a beautiful message to share with others, a message that this world needs. I still believe the church is the hope of the world, and we have a great message to share with others. And I also know that God doesn't save us to leave us where we are. That's what I love about United Methodist Theology, Wesleyan Theology. God continuously calls us to more. We are invited to follow him. We call this sanctifying grace. One step after another step after another step to be more like Jesus. The process is not always easy and sometimes it can be terrifying. But God is transforming us day by day in faith and in faithfulness. He invites us to take our cross and follow him. So the question is, how are you feeling led to step up for the Lord? I know that question can be terrifying. If you really think about it, sometimes it's a leap. It's a leap of faith. But God invites us to follow. God is always doing a new thing. In our lives, in the life of this church, God is always moving us forward, and he invites us to go with him. He invites us to step forward in faith. Amen. Let us pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we are thankful for your call upon our lives and that invitation to step forward, and we're thankful for the examples you give us from Scripture from life and even in our own lives. So as we consider how you're inviting us to follow you, help us to leap. Help us to move forward in faith. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
If you have a prayer need in your life or would like to talk more about uniting with First United Methodist Church, either by transfer of membership or profession of faith or the sacrament of baptism, I will be available after the service to speak with you. And now receive the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen.